stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Pretty typical in political advertising that you'd see the incorporation of news clips or even things like, uh, you know, the, the headlines from various newspapers. Um, but also, you know, clips from newscasts, clips of your opponent speaking on the news or clips of people talking about your opponent in the news. That, that's not new. And, you know, when it comes to the issue of copyright, well, typically that's left alone. That's that's fair dealing. You're not trying to violate somebody's copyright, but you're using what's been in the news uh, to make a point. Here's a bunch of uh, different people, independent, third-party kind of people, pointing out that uh, our opponent has done a terrible job. So some, some sampling of that. So that's why it was so strange to hear over the weekend that the CBC is suing the Conservative Party. As the National Post reports, the CBC is suing the Conservative Party, claiming its use of excerpts from the broadcaster violated the moral rights of news anchor Rosemary Barton and reporter John Paul Tasker. The excerpts, which included video taken of this week's English language leaders debate, were used on a Conservative Party website and on Twitter. The CBC is asking for an injunction restraining the conservatives from using the material, as well as a declaration that the party violated the moral rights of the applicants, Rosemary Barton and John Paul Tasker, who are the authors and performers of the copyright-protected material. Now, initially, Barton and Tasker were named as applicants bringing the action. Uh, The CBC then did an about-face, realizing the bad optics of having two journalists covering this election, suing one of the parties in this election. It doesn't sound as though, from what I've heard as well, uh, that either journalist was ever consulted before they were named as applicants in this. Uh, In a statement, the conservatives said, quote, the conservative party has great concerns that the decision was made on the eve of an election that the CBC is to be covering fairly and objectively. The conservative party considers this a complete distraction of the final days of a tightly contested election, and we will dispute this lawsuit fully. The video in question was removed from our platforms well before CBC lawyers made the decision to file their lawsuit. Of course, a lot of people were now posting that video on Twitter. And uh, from what I saw over the weekend, it was receiving a lot of views. Well, one of this country's leading experts in copyright law uh, is pretty surprised uh, at the fact that the CBC has filed this lawsuit as a couple of really interesting analysis uh, articles at his website, michaelgeist.ca. Michael Geist is a professor of law at the University of Ottawa. He is Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law, also a member of the Center for Law, Technology and Society. Again, his website, michaelgeist.ca. Professor Geist, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So how surprised were you when you heard about this this lawsuit? Pretty stunned, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I don't surprise that easily. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's, an, it's a, an incredibly weak uh, lawsuit from a legal perspective. In fact, in some cases, and just, as we can talk about, there are certain clips that are being used that, that don't even rise to the level of being substantial enough to bring a lawsuit over. And beyond that, the strategic side of it, naming CBC personalities as plaintiffs in the case, much less getting engaged in this case a week or so before an election campaign, when there was no immediate emergency, even from the CBC's own arguments, makes the whole thing really puzzling. 
Well, let's take a step back and help people understand what's what's at issue here, because clearly there are clips included in this this ad that are from the CBC. Obviously, the CBC has as ownership of of the content it creates. But when it comes to fair use, and when it comes to certainly uh, you know election ads, uh, what what rules apply here? Sure. So there's a couple of factors at play here. First off, note that the lawsuit actually involves both several clips that were taken from the English language leaders debate and were posted on Twitter, aren't even included in in a commercial at all, for which presumably all the various broadcasters have some amount of rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's those, and it's hard to see why you would think that you want to launch a case over Twitter clips uh, coming out of that video. In terms of the advertising, though, there are indeed four clips that are used. And in Canada, we've got, there are two copyright aspects that come into play here. First, a copyright lawsuit to even be launched has to use a substantial portion of the work. So if we're talking about something that is insubstantial, is so small as to not even rise to the level of bringing a copyright claim. And there are several of the clips that are used that I think arguably meet that standard in the sense that they don't meet the threshold to be to be viewed as substantial. You know, if you're talking about using a few words from Andrew Coyne as part of a larger uh, larger segment, or even just a few words from Justin Trudeau as part of an hour-long town hall, mm-hmm. there's a strong argument that this isn't even substantial enough to bring a lawsuit over. In case, though, that the, you get a court that says, yeah, we think you can still bring the case, uh, fair dealing, I think, clearly applies here. And fair dealing gives all Canadians the right to use copyrighted materials without the need for prior permission or license, uh, so long as they meet certain standards. And in this case, the, the shortness of the clip, the fact that there's some attribution, the fact that it's being used for political expression are all the kinds of factors that would come into play to, I think, make a really strong case that we're talking about fair dealing here. Yeah, and I think that was what was so surprising to many people about it is this kind of fair dealing. This is pretty common when it comes to to politics and political advertising, isn't it? I think it's pretty common more broadly. I mean, mm-hmm. all one has to do is take a look at the memes that's, that, that are widely distributed, take a look at what's up on YouTube or sometimes distributed through other social media, Facebook and Twitter and the like. And that notion of remixing and reusing materials is, is pretty widespread today. In fact, it was back in 2012 that the government created an additional specific exception that covers non-commercial user-generated content, exactly these kinds of clips that if used for non-commercial purposes are can be used without the need for prior permission. What about the other element here that this is the public broadcaster we're talking about that receives a, a substantial amount of public funding. Is there something to be said for the argument that uh, when it comes to the CBC, the public broadcaster, that, that maybe they need to be a lot more open even than, than their counterparts in the private sector? Well, I, I think there is, not from a pure copyright law perspective. So the idea that they're publicly funded, does that mean that the public owns everything that they produce? I mean, from a copyright law perspective, the answer is no. That said, the fact that the public is putting in huge amounts of money into the CBC does suggest that I think the CBC ought to be thinking about different ways to distinguish itself from the private sector and indeed try to make it useful to Canadians in a way that they are that they make that content more widely and broadly available. There are ways to do that. You can use different kind of open licenses to ensure that Canadians can use remix CBC content, let's say, um, for other purposes. And that that would 
put CBC in a really, I think, important position where some of its raw materials could could be used by the public to enhance public discussion uh, and be able to rely on credible, really reliable materials in the process. Uh, back to the point about the two journalists that, that were originally named as plaintiffs. I think the CBC has now realized that that was, that was bad optics. They've attempted to remove them from the lawsuit. But I, I get that there would be a difference between a CBC news clip that shows Justin Trudeau talking and a CBC news clip that includes one of their journalists or personalities. The, the suggestion maybe that they are somehow advancing a, a conservative cause and a conservative ad. I mean, w- w- were there any concerns about how these personalities were, were shown in this ad? Well, I, you know, I have to say that in, in the one clip, so the one clip that involves Rosemary Barton, who was one of the named plaintiffs, she doesn't even speak in the clip. It is from the ad issue panel that she moderates. Uh, but the only person speaking in this very short clip is Andrew Coyne, isn't Rosemary Barton at all. So in that instance, so she's suing not even for anything that she said in the clip, uh, but rather the fact that she simply appeared on the clip uh, alongside other journalists. It's hard to understand, from, certainly from a strategic perspective, why they'd be included here. I understand, again, from a legal perspective, they're seeking to make moral rights claims, and so you want the moral rights holder, which would be the creator included. But not all the clips even meet that standard. So you've got some clips that, that don't involve uh, any CBC journalist, and they're still suing over that. And then, of course, there's just the bigger strategic question about what does this do in terms of perception, and indeed even perception of bias, for someone who is suing a political party and then seeking to cover them as part of a broader election coverage. All of this in an environment where there is even some doubt as to whether or not the journalists were actively involved in this at all. And so it's entirely possible that the CBC put their own people in an incredibly difficult uh, scenario. As you said earlier, in your own expert opinion, that this this lawsuit is is weak. But what what would be the implication here if if the CBC were to somehow be successful? Well, as I say, I don't think they have a, have much of a case at all. But if they were successful, I mean, it, it would have a really stifling effect on, I think, a really important part of our of expression, which is, of course, political expression. And so we have one of the main reasons we have things like fair dealing in Canada, which would be the counterpart to fair use in the United States, is to ensure that people can freely speak without the need for prior permission. In fact, this is exactly the kind of case why you need robust user rights. You need that robust balance that says creator rights ensure that creators have rights in their work, but it is not absolute. And that's pretty essential because I think we recognize that if this political party, or frankly any political party, might go to the CBC and say, hey, we want to use one of your clips, they might say, well, we'd like to see how it's being used, we'd like to see what it is that you're saying, and make a decision on that basis. And part of ensuring that you're properly protecting expressive values as part of freedom of expression rules is to ensure that rights holders don't get to decide for others the kind of speech that they get to get into or engage in. And that's precisely why copyright law has these exceptions that say you can use these materials and you don't need permission to do so. Right, people can read more of your analysis on this case at uh, michaelgeist.ca. Professor Geist, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, that is Michael Geist. He's a professor of law at the University of Ottawa. He is Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law. So someone with a deep understanding of all of these issues. He's not coming at this as as any kind of a, a political pundit here.
or somebody who's a conservative or a liberal, someone who understands copyright law and fair dealing and is really scratching his head over what the CBC is doing here. I, I think this is backfiring on the CBC in, in so many ways. You know, especially when you're trying to counter that perception that maybe you have a bias to right before the election launch a lawsuit against the conservatives. Uh, it's crazy. Anyway, 974-8255 is the number here, 974-TALK. More time for your calls when we come back. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.